0: Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you.
1: 2018. What a year for Freedom Church. This morning is mainly about looking forwards to 2019 and beyond. In just a moment, Sim's going to come and share his heart for where we believe we're travelling as a community And off the back of that, Joe and Hannah are going to come and flesh that vision out a little bit more. But first of all, I get the privilege of looking back briefly at 2018 and sharing our financial plans for 2019. We have so much to thank God for. You should have received a copy of the 2018 annual report on your way in. Uh, Please don't read them now. Take them home, read through them, pray through them. uh, And they come with a guarantee. I guarantee that if you read this, you will be encouraged And so I'm not going to repeat everything in the report right now, um, but please uh, do read them. But I do want to take a moment just to talk about our finances. And we have so much to thank God for. Here are the headlines. In 2018, our income uh, was actually nearly £30,000 higher than we anticipated. And that is worth celebrating, isn't it? That is staggering. Uh, This shows us that more people are choosing to give regularly to the work of Freedom Church. And that in turn shows us that more people are really investing in the future of Freedom Church. And that is such an exciting headline. So last year, if you gave, thank you so much. And in 2018, expenditure uh, was nearly £6,500 lower than anticipated. That was uh, mainly because of members of staff joining the team later than expected. And therefore, we generated a surplus. What a... I didn't... I couldn't have hoped for more my first time doing this talk to be able to celebrate with you the fact that we generated some sort of surplus. Uh, The trustees have approved moving £20,000 of this surplus into our building fund and then leaving the rest in place to help us with our plans for next year. This increases the building fund to over £225,000. That's worth a little ripple, isn't it? Come on. What a show of faith that is. The vision for a purpose-built, community-centred building for which generations will build the kingdom remains a huge part of where we're going as a church. But we aren't really going to labour on this part of the vision majorly this morning, but I wanted to reassure you at the outset that the building project is really important to us. And you will be hearing a lot more about it very soon. In 2018, we undertook a significant restructure which saw the leadership team become employed, supported by the spiritual oversight team who act as watchmen and women and by the trustees who take responsibility for our legal and charitable obligations. We also gave away 25,000 pounds beyond ourselves, and where that was spent is detailed in your report. Our biggest cost remains staffing, and we continuously strive to resource this, to steward this resource as well as we can. Now, before we share the vision for 2019 and the rest of this morning, it's really important to set it up. It's important that our financial plans match our vision. And so the budget for 2019 allows us to increase staffing levels slightly, but otherwise is broadly similar to 2018. Food Bank may increase staffing, uh, but this is all dependent upon successfully being awarded grants. Although the income set doesn't appear to be a huge increase on last year, that's because we received some large one-off gifts, which we shouldn't consider when budgeting. This income still represents a significant increase in regular monthly giving and tithing. And the result is, as you can see, We've set a deficit budget. We've done this to set ourselves the challenge of increasing income during the year. For 2019, we're also bringing together what was previously called the Hardship Fund and the External Giving Fund to improve how we give beyond ourselves to causes and people close to our hearts. Any church partner can now fill in a simple application form to apply for funds on behalf of a charity or an individual. And so this morning, can I encourage you to get on board with the vision which is about to be laid out. Please do this by praying fervently, by serving frequently and by giving faithfully. And so this week, reflecting on what you're about to hear, could you just take a little moment some point this week just to think about the three P's of priority, percentage, progressive, giving. Think about making your giving take priority in your finances, making it the first thing you do, setting up a regular gift to the church if you haven't already. And please consider what you return to God as a percentage and not an amount. This week actually could be a good time to work out what percentage you are actually giving and then prayerfully reconsider it. I'd tell you how to do the maths, but I'd have to check on Google. (laughs) Uh, uh, And please consider, is your giving Progressive. Could you increase what you give by just 1% or 2% in response to what you hear this morning? If you want to start giving or increase your giving, then you can head to our website or to my church suite on your phone, or you can come and speak to me. And we wanted to make these comments about giving uh, and the deficit budget, this challenge, right at the start of this morning, because what you're about to hear from Sim and Joe and Hannah is so much bigger and more exciting than finances. It's vision it's about going big for the benefit of the thousands of people in this town who don't yet have a life-fulfilling relationship with Jesus. And I didn't want to challenge us to increase our giving at the end because it's just not that way round, is it? Giving enables vision. Giving underpins vision. Our vision, and we didn't want it to look like this, which is why we've done this first, our vision is not to increase giving. The vision is so much more exciting than that, but that giving piece underpins it. Does that make sense? Is that okay? So we've done the finances because I wanted to lay the challenge out there, but then I'd love you to listen to what's about to be shared and to let that mull in your heart. We give, we pray, we serve, and then the vision takes off. I'm so excited, are you? Great, with no further ado, Sim, come and lead us on.
2: We should celebrate the finances, that's so encouraging. You know, the Bible tells where our treasure is, that's where our heart will be also. And I think we must learn to celebrate the finances. I know often we go, oh, i really got to have the money. Thank you, Tim, for leading it through so well, so succinctly. And it's an important part of our story. Our finances do tell a story. I love Vision Sunday. I love, people who know me love, know that I love the future sometimes more than I do the present. Sometimes my wife has to dig me in the ribs and say, you need to be present. Uh, But I love looking forward. I like imagining what the future could look like. I like the idea of clarity and where we are going. When vision is clearly communicated, the Bible tells us people run. When it's written clearly on the sides in large writing, then people run with clarity. And my desire this morning is we uh, tell the vision of of Freedom Church. We have this concept that we can all grab hold of and we can run together. That's what Freedom Church values. that We want to put into place. Help us to do that. This idea that we can run clear together. I'm even wearing my glasses today because it's Vision Sunday. You like the link? I've had a few comments this morning. I'm I'm getting to that point where I need them more than I'd like to admit. Anyone else on that one? But when you can see clearly, it enables you to do things much better. And I've been wearing them for. I mean, I've worn glasses all my life, but I've just tried to pretend that I don't. And uh, there we go. You get to see them this morning. Vision Sunday. Anyway. Have a look at this picture here. This is a picture of um, a painting by a guy called, or drawing by a guy called Charles Mackesy. Um, He's a Christian author. You might have seen him on some of the Alpha course. He does some of the talks there. Um, But I love this image, and it tells a story. I'll read it to you. It says this, We have a long way to go, sighed the boy. Yes, but look how far we have come, said the horse. Sometimes we can be looking forward and go, oh, there's so much to do. There's so much we've got to get on with. There's so much things to arrange. But it's important to look back and go, yeah, but, but look, look how far we've come. And someone's in our leadership meetings, I'll be a little bit impatient, go, why are we not there yet? And people will just politely, gently say, Sim, look, look at where we've come from. Look where we used to be and where we are now. And we've got an incredible history as a church. The church was planted 40 years ago in a front room in Romsey by half a dozen people, filled with the Holy Spirit, loving God, and wanting to reach the town for Jesus. Forty years later, hundreds of people have been impacted by the work of this church. Hundreds of people have served and given and faithfully participated in the life of Freedom Church. We've got incredible history. And we must always honor our past before we push For the future, we've got an incredible history, not just of this church, but his church throughout generations and generations. And you are here today because somebody introduced you to Jesus. And that person introduced you because somebody connected them. And there's this historical track record that goes all the way back to Jesus coming to earth, investing in his disciples. The early church gets planted, and we're here all those generations later. Throughout these last 40 years, the church have regularly talked about, as Tim mentioned, a building. Could we possibly get hold of a building for the church? Especially in a town like Romsey, which is full of buildings and not much space to build new ones in. This idea of creating a space where we could have a centre for worship. A city of refuge where people could come and find hope and be rescued. A home for freedom church. A place where we can just be and we can be sent. Where we can worship God and give him our attention. And that is so close to giving you some more information on it. There literally was a meeting on Friday, and they're gonna get back to us tomorrow. And I was like, but but Vision Sunday's on this day. And don't you understand? And since June 17, we've been in a conversation with a landowner, and, and it's we've agreed that we'll we'll buy the land, and he's agreed to sell it. And then the legal people got involved. And so here we are, almost 18 months later on. I'm so grateful for those who've helped us. We are almost there. And when the time comes, we can't wait to share that story with you. We do need more space. You look around, there are lots of people filling our hall here on a Sunday. And sometimes, you know, I I often find this, and I shouldn't really make this comment, but I will. When we start church, I'm thinking, oh, where is everybody? But by the end of the second song, I'm like, wow, we need some more chairs. I don't know what happens between the first song and the second song, but it's like magic. People appear from all kinds of places. But, you know, we, we, we kind of had this language that started to create a self-limiting belief within us as a church. That I would hear this phrase regularly. When we have a building, then we can. When we have a building, then we'll be able to do youth programs during the week. When we have a building, then we'll be able to have a better children's provision. When we have a building, then we can do Alpha with a proper kitchen. When we have a building, then we can have worship times in the evenings, whenever we want to. When we have a building, and people would list reasons why we could do better community projects, why we could do better activities, better resourcing, if we had a building. The problem with that conversation, it puts the reason why we're not growing onto something we have no control over. And we just realized we've got to understand that our job is not to wait for some resource to do the mission that God's called us to. We're called to help as many people as possible find Jesus. And there are thousands in our town that have never had that experience of encountering him. And we cannot let any sort of facility or any kind of limiting resource stop us from growing and fulfilling our mission. And so we know last year we changed our structure. We deliberately created a new leadership structure for growth. We want this church to be a place of growth. It is the Great Commission to go into the world to teach the good news, make disciples, to see people encounter God for themselves. And so we created this new structure. And it's great to have Tim on board and uh, Ben Tanton join the team as well. We expanded some of Joe's hours. You're going to hear a bit more about the pastoral care side of church life as well. And um, we've got a great team. We've got a brilliant team. I don't even know. Can, can have a little applause for our staff team, all right? And our <laughs> spiritual oversight team, amazing. And I want a really big applause for our trustees who never get mentioned, come on. All those teams are playing a significant role in helping us shape the future of Freedom Church. And we created that new structure deliberately to create space for growth. I was so proud of the team this weekend. We hosted some other church leaders on Friday. We had a guy called Patrick Reagan coming and talking about mental health. Don't worry, he's coming back here again in July to speak to the church. Doing amazing work. And the way the team just got together and we made that all happen on Friday. And then on, on Tuesday night, we've got Dwayne coming, and Dwayne's going to be an incredible um, opportunity to. To experience the prophetic ministry in a fresh way. Do get there 7.30 on Tuesday evening. Um, I'm, I'm picking up at 6.20 in the morning from the, from the airport. I was like, wow, who said yes to that one? Um, but it's going to be a great time. And so if, if I'm going to get up early, that's my sacrifice. Can I encourage you to be there and to enjoy the Tuesday evening, what Dwayne will bring for us. But the thing I want to do this morning before I hand over to the rest of the team is I want to speak to you about um, some of our values. Values are so important. Our culture, it comes out of our values. Our culture is the way that we do things. And if you know your values, making decisions is always easier. Do I be generous or not? Well, if generosity is your value, it's it's not even a question. Do I help someone in need? It was a beautiful moment yesterday. Lottie and I were driving along up Winchester Road. Lottie goes, oh, what's happened to that person over there? Should we go and help them? And there was somebody lying on the side of the road. And we looked, we realized they were planking. They were planking on the side of Winchester Road. We thought maybe we won't help them. We were just a little bit kind of in awe, thinking, wow, that's amazing. But why are we on the side of the road? But if you're called to help people, it's a value. You just get on with it, don't you? And Lottie just can't help herself. I want to help people. I think they're okay, love. We better leave them to it. Or we might have to join in or something. So here are the values I want to share this morning. Hannah, you can jump up for our big reveal in just a moment. So five years ago, uh, when Lottie and I first came to Freedom Church, or New Life Church, as it was called then, uh, we created this thing we call Contagious DNA. The idea that everyone's welcome, that we can grow stronger, get connected, and make a difference. And those values we still hold on to. They're still part of what we do. But over these last few months, I was feeling like there's more than just those values. I don't know what you do in your world, but in my world, when I want to try and find new ideas, I read books, I go talk to people, I visit uh, churches and go to conferences. And I started seeing what other people were doing. I thought, oh, that's good. We could probably take that. And I like that. And, oh, I could probably just adjust that. I started to steal other people's things. I know no one else would ever do this, or at least admit to it. And I started thinking, that'd be great. And then I felt God speak to me. He said, no, you need to be confident that what I have given you is the right thing. That what you have got just needs to be refined, adapted, not adopt something new. And so we went back and looked at these four clear ideas we had of everyone welcome, getting connected, growing stronger, and making a difference. And I was just reflecting on that verse from uh, when Jesus speaks to his disciples in Matthew chapter 4. And he says to his disciples when he's rounded them all up, he says, Come, follow me, and I will make you or I will show you. How to fish for people. Come, follow me. I'll show you how to fish for people. And when I looked at that verse, it's a really significant moment where those young men were called to follow Jesus. I realized that if we took that verse and we could split that into four. Come, follow me. I will show you how to fish for people. And it would tie in with this dream we have, this idea we have of how we put the church into clear, uh, having clear values and clear culture. That first era come, we had the thing that everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome is great. I love the fact we're welcome in church. That you can all come in and bring your friends. But church is more than just a cozy club that serves great coffee. I want people to encounter God. I want people to encounter his spirit. I want people to be encountering other Christians who love God. So our first word, Hannah's going to quickly, smoothly put these up on the screen without anyone noticing. Encounter. We want people to encounter God because we believe everyone can experience God. We believe that everybody, you may think people are far away from God, everyone can experience and encounter God for themselves. And so we want to create a space in our Sundays and our events and activities where we encounter something fresh of God. Secondly, there's come, follow me, I'll show you how to fish for people. That second thing there is following me. Jesus was saying to his disciples, follow me, be with me, grow with me, participate in me, be part of. In fact, they talk about the early disciples would often walk so closely to the rabbi, the teacher, that the dust of his feet would go onto their outfit because they would want to know everything that their rabbi, their teacher was doing. Follow me. And we said we well, used to get connected, but we believe that everyone is better together. We want to know the importance of gathering. We want our church to gather regularly. We believe that on a Sunday when we gather, it's so important. Make every effort to be here, to be together. Because we believe we are better when we're together. You can put that up, Hannah. I'll keep on talking. Don't worry. <laughs> we are better together. We're in our groups, whether you're in a coffee shop with Christian friends, whether you're hanging out in your connect group, whether you're gathering for worship on a Sunday, we are better together. We want to be people that gather. We encounter God. We gather regularly. We want to help people who are looking for spiritual meaning through these short weekly meetings for lifelong transformation. That's what, that's what church is. We have these gatherings And lives get changed. Lives get changed. There's something about the gathering of God's people that always blows my mind. And then number three, I will show you how to. We're meant to be people that grow. We're meant to grow. If you are a follower of Christ, if you've been a follower of Jesus for more than a few months, you should be growing in your understanding of who Jesus is. We want us to grow. We talk about growing stronger. And sometimes that's felt like a little bit of a command. You will grow stronger. We just want you to grow and to grow healthy because we believe that that no one is finished yet. No one is finished yet. You may think, well, I think I've learned everything I can learn. I believe God's got more for you. There's more for you to grow into. There's a new season ahead of you. And we want to be a church where everyone is growing. We encounter God. We gather regularly and we grow in our faith. And then lastly, this idea... Of fishing for people. If we can have the screen moving on, that'd be awesome. Um, we're fishing for people where we go, making a difference. The idea of we can be a church that influences our world. I seriously believe every single person in this room has the ability to create change. Everyone has. You can transform your workplace. You can change your family. You can change the dynamics of the of the school gate. You meet people. You can affect the people on the road as you're driving to work. You can make. You can make influential changes in your workplace you can change your thinking that would change other people's way of operating I believe that we as a church have a calling to influence others come follow me I'll show you how to fish for people we're not meant to be a church that hides away we're meant to connect with the world and say come come participate come and discover more come and meet with the person that changed my life and this is not just for the adults, this is for our children, our young people, all those different aspects of church life. We want to make sure that people are encountering God, that they are gathering regularly, that they are what is it, growing strongly, stronger and that they are influencing their world, bringing change everywhere we go. Thank you, Hannah, for designing those as well. They look fantastic, don't they? Awesome. Really encouraging. So I'll bring this to an end before I hand over to Joe. You might say, well, why do you want to do these things? Why change the language? What's it all about? Why? Because Jesus said in John chapter 4, Wake up. Look around you. The fields are white unto harvest. Ready for collecting. Ready for inviting. Ready for connecting to God. There are thousands of people in this part of the world that do not know God. And while there is somebody that doesn't know the story of Jesus and how much he loves them, we have a calling to tell them, to share that good news for those around us. I love the fact this morning that Freedom Kids, they're talking to the children about how they can follow Jesus, how they can understand the message, the gospel message of Jesus, that they can have a relationship with him. God wants us to be connected to those he created. He wants to be connected back to him. He is a father God who loves his children. And it isn't just a a secret we should keep to ourselves, but something we should share far and wide. Jesus said in Acts chapter one, we've been talking about this the last three weeks. He talks to his disciples and says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you have the Holy Spirit meeting with you, he will give you strength. So you can go from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. The spirit of God that started this church 40 years ago is a spirit of God that is still moving within us, that we can go out from here to the ends of the earth and bring transformation. We want to be a church that can encounter God, gather regularly, grow strong and influence others around us. In a moment, Hannah's going to come and talk about how we're going to do that practically, how we can use the space we've got, the facilities we've got. We've got some big ideas to share with you. Um, but for us, first, I want to uh, invite Joe to come and join me to talk about how we build an authentic community here at Freedom Church. Can you show appreciation to Jo as she comes on the stage? Go for it, Joe.
3: Thank you. Look at us all with our iPads. Brilliant. Yes, our aspiration for Freedom Church is that we build an authentic community. Authenticity that runs through who we are, through what we do and through how we do it. So the way that we do community, the way that we serve others, the way that we grow together and the way that we primarily express God's love is truly authentic. And authentic is a word that we hear a lot these days, isn't it? So I was interested to know, actually, what do we actually really mean by authenticity? Well, we've kicked off the year uh, with a teaching series called We Do Real, looking at the early church, learning from them how to be church and how to live well together. We've done this because, as Sim has said, we want to become a church, to build a church that faithfully resembles the original, which is actually the definition of authenticity. In Jesus, we see a person who faithfully resembled the Father in heaven, a person who called us to do the same, to love God and to love our neighbour. Jesus was authentic. He was real. He invited people to come, and he wanted to connect with each and every one of us. So as we think about putting our values, these values of gathering and growing into action, Deliberately challenging ourselves as Freedom Church to become a more authentic community, a more honest community, a community that allows God's spirit to work in and through us. We need each other. We need each other. And that's why uh, this, this year in 2019, my role is to really focus on how we develop our connect groups and our pastoral support within Freedom Church. These are really key areas to consider and vital as we consider how we're gonna grow as an authentic community that is marked out by honesty and growth. So, firstly then, our pastoral care. Well, these beautiful people on the screen. These are our new Pastoral Care Core Team. Pastoral Care Core Team, if you are here, would you stand up? Let's give them a round of applause. All right, all right, enough. (laughs) Oh, Lottie, you're not on there. Oh, never mind. You are part of the team. She's very much part of the team. So this team will be overseeing the pastoral support in our church, involved in supporting individuals and families, supporting the connect group leaders, and ensuring that we're not missing people. They're a team that will meet regularly for support and supervision. Our vision is to see people live life in all its fullness in Freedom Church. So if people are part of Freedom Church, we want to be caring for one another so that people are able to live life in all its fullness. So that people are able to move forward and not get stuck in a particular situation or in a particular thing that happens to be going on. We need each other. Jesus invites us to come. He invites us to connect. And our pastoral support is going to be very much about helping one another to move forward. Now, these people are going to be involved in doing pastoral care, but they're also going to be involved in just overseeing what is going on in the church as well, connecting with our connect group leaders and um, and ensuring that we're not missing people. We've got an email address now, which is highly exciting as well, so that as you guys, so that anybody can contact us. If you don't get to see somebody on a Sunday or you haven't got a phone number, you can email pastoral at freedomchurch.uk and that will get picked up. And we will then uh, contact you and, and see what uh, what we can do to help. Alongside the core team um, in 2019, we're going to be developing support teams. And so we need all of you to be involved in that if you feel that's what you're called to do. So please consider whether or not you could be part of a team that visits people, that offers practical help, that can do a bit of DIY here and there, driving, babysitting. Um, And if you're somebody who has expert knowledge in a particular field, in a particular area, and can give us your wisdom, and we can call on on you um, for your wisdom and for signposting. So we're going to be developing those teams in 2019, and we'll probably have something like a sign-up Sunday or, or something like that. But if that's something you feel, yeah, I'd like to get involved, I can't get involved hugely, but I'd like to offer my time and my talent in that way, then please either speak to myself or one of the core team. We know that it's important that we care for each other. Putting some structure around it is going to help us to do that and to do it well and to do it responsibly. We don't want people to, be, to get worn out. We don't want people to get exhausted. We want to be there supporting one another. So we pray that this will help us all to grow as, um, as individuals, and but also as a church and as a community, so that we can be supported when need arises. So that as a community, we're a community that is marked out by its care and by its, um, by its looking after one another. And we aspire, don't we, to be a church where no one has need, as we saw in the early church. Can, you, Paul, can you just pass me that water? <laughs> really struggling. Oh, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> thank you, darling. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, my pastoral needs are great, (laughs) actually. (laughs) No, I'm joking. The second um, thing that we're going to be focusing on this year are our connect groups. Now, small groups are absolutely key to building authentic community. Small groups give us a, a safe space, don't they? And it's key to growth and caring for one another. As we prepare for growth, and you're gonna hear more about our aspirations around that in a minute, it's so important to have a healthy small group system in place. In the larger gathering, it is much, much harder for people to be needed and known. In this gathering, we don't have time, particularly on a Sunday morning. We don't have time to have those deep and meaningful conversations. And so small groups are absolutely key to us becoming that healthy, uh, growing community. So our desire is that people will want to be together. And I'm sure that that's already happening. I'm not saying it isn't, but we want to see more of that. We want to see all of us wanting to be together, praying for each other, having fun together. That's so important as well. Supporting one another and growing together. And we'd love to see more connect groups emerging. We'd love to see groups gathering around a hobby or an interest. We don't want to prescribe what groups look like, particularly, but we'd love to see groups gathering. We'd love to see that happening. Our aspiration is to build a culture of I need to belong and a healthy dependency on one another, on each other. Listen, we share a common humanity, don't we? We are all human and at times that is tough and at times it's wonderful. And yet we need each other. There is an interdependency that we need, that we need to build. And we need to build that honesty and that authenticity into our small group network and into into the life of Freedom Church. So... Small groups are a great way of doing this and a great way of doing life together. A great way of celebrating the highs and the lows and encouraging one another in our faith. And you know what? I was just chatting to somebody before the service this morning and one of the things that God told her when she was going through a really tough time was have more fun. Get out and have fun. And do you know what, that is so true, isn't it? Sometimes we just need to be able to smile and laugh and have fun, and we can do that with one another, and we can do that through our small groups. So, through 2019, we plan on resourcing and investing in our Connect Group leaders. And we want more leaders. We want to encourage more of you to become leaders. And if you, if that strikes fear and terror in you because you think, I'm not a leader, let's talk about leadership a bit more and let's be honest about what leadership actually looks like and what it is. If you have a heart for people and if you can connect with people and if you don't mind doing a bit of admin around that, then I would suggest that you are a leader and you could step into that role. So if you want to... Um, to to, to do that, please speak to me. We'll be providing ongoing support, we'll be providing training and coaching, as well as opportunities to learn from one another. Really important that if you're in a leadership role within the community, you're able to talk to other leaders about some of the challenges around leadership and leading something. And so we'll be creating opportunities for that to happen through 2019 and beyond. So my ask this morning is, are you somebody that could uh, give of your talent to be part of one of our supporting pastoral support teams? Could you be part of a team that visits people? Could you be part of a team that befriends people? Could you be part of a team that cooks a meal or drives someone somewhere if they need a lift? And also, are you a leader? Do you have a desire to gather people around you or around something that you're doing? We believe that with great pastoral support and thriving small groups that Freedom Church is really well positioned for growth, for significant growth. And, and we are ambitious for this church, as you've heard Sim speaking about as well. And that means that we all have a part to play in that, which is really exciting and will be really difficult as well at times. But we can work through those things together, honestly growing and, and getting to know one another even better. So how do we create space for growth? Well, I'm going to hand over. To one very special person who's going to tell us a little bit more about how we can create space for growth um, in 2019. This is what we believe God is really challenging us to do as Freedom Church in 2019. So, would you please give it up for Mrs. Hannah Shepherd? Thank you.
0: you (laughs) No, you take your water. I don't want your germs. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, Good. Well, isn't it good to be here for starters? Uh, Thank you, Sim. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Good. So um, I will be uh, talking to us today about uh, invitational culture, uh, which is something we'll we'll chat further about. But before uh, we do anything else, can you remember back to last year when we met uh, together for 24 hours of prayer? Uh, we hosted our first 24 hours of prayer at the Freedom Centre. Uh, and it was brilliant. If you couldn't come, you'd missed a treat. But don't worry, we're having another one uh, very soon. Uh, but it was a brilliant 24 hours where we could uh, gather together, uh, come for an hour, and go home, come back for an hour, whatever, uh, to pray for things beyond ourselves which we've already talked about this morning. We were praying for our friends, for our family members, for the cap clients, for food bank uh, clients. We were praying for the world, for different countries. And the feedback that we got, it, it was just really refreshing to think beyond ourselves, and that was really uh, great to do. But one of the stations we we had uh, there was a chair, a Romsey chair. Um, Sim, can you grab that for me? Uh, thank you. So we had a Romsey chair. We borrowed one from here, which we'll give back today. <laughs> um, so... And, and what we wanted with this chair, uh, we put post-it notes there, as you can see, and those who went would have seen this already. Um, but this chair, we wanted to fill with post-it notes uh, of people written down on here that we wanted to see sat in this chair by the end of 2019. Uh, and I know many of you added to this chair, which was great. And uh, I, we just love this image because these people may not know Jesus. And we... We love the fact that one day they will, uh, and we get to be a part of that. So, so this uh, is 55 post-it notes on there uh, and at least 70 names. But the problem we have is there's no room for them. <laughs> so if they come on a Sunday morning, we'll have to squidge them in, and most of them might have to stand. Um, and that's, that's a good problem to have, but a problem that we want to address. Uh, and so uh, we loved doing this, and uh, and we really... Uh, are looking towards these people, of going, well, this was just so many of us who came to the 24-hour. There's there's loads, there's hundreds of people, thousands in Romsey that don't know Jesus. And uh, we want to make sure that we invite them to encounter Jesus. And so something that we're going to really push for this year um, is for us as Freedom Church to have an invitational culture. An invitational culture. Now, I think we're pretty good at this, but there's always room to grow. Uh, And so we want it to be second nature for us to invite our friends and family. We just want it to be part of something we do. It's to go, you've got a need. I know a place who can help you with that. You've got this need. I know someone who might help you with that. I'm, I'm feeling hopeless. I know someone who can give you tons of hope. So why don't you come? Come and see. Come and see. And as Sim mentioned earlier, the the fields uh, are are ready. They're ripe for harvest. There's people out there who need to know Jesus, as, and we want them to encounter Him. That's what we want. You know, we can we can talk, we can say things, we can we can do all that we can to try and convince people. But what is it that makes the real difference when they encounter the living God for themselves? And that's what we want. Uh, to happen. So, invitational culture, that's what we want to uh, create more of at Freedom Church. Uh, and there's a couple of ways that we're going to uh, help us to do that. Uh, the first thing is already done, uh, somewhat. Uh, it's, it is a work in progress, but it is done. Uh, and it's our website. Because the website is something that is visited quite regularly. And if you talk to each other, some of you are here because you saw our website. And so what we wanted to do for our website is to make it more invitational. We wanted to make sure that it wasn't just for us who were already in this community, but it's actually for those guests and visitors who might become part of our community. So what we've done is we've made it um, clearer uh, and more easy for people to find out what the next steps are. So as you can see at the top there, start here. It's very simple. Next steps. What, what can I do next? What's next? Uh, if I don't know Freedom Church at all, what is uh, the next step? And then brilliantly, we've titled everything else <laughs> as... Everything else, uh, which is brilliant. And Jim's done a brilliant job. Thank you, Jim. Let's show our appreciation to Jim. He's done a brilliant job creating this, uh, redesigning it. Uh, which is really great, and Tim's done a lot of the writing uh, for it. So have a look. It is now live, which is very exciting. Uh, So you can have a look when you get home, and those listening on the podcast, it will be live by the time you listen to this as well. Um, But we just wanted to make sure that, you know, if this is the first experience, uh, someone who doesn't know Jesus uh, has a Freedom Church, we wanted to make sure it was clearer uh, and easier for people to use. So that's the first thing that we've done, uh, and we'll continue to work on it. Ignore the typos. uh, They are being worked on we promise uh, in the next few weeks uh, the second thing is uh, we wanted to, to create a tool for all of us to be able to invite people and so what we've done is we have put in the diary this year 2019 five specific sundays that we are calling invitational sundays Uh, And this is Mother's Day, so 31st of March coming up. You might have seen the invite on Facebook already. Uh, Easter Sunday, Father's Day, a community community day in October which will be celebrating the work of Cap and Food Bank and other organisations and charities that are in Romsey. Uh, And then the fifth, our favourite, one of our favourites is Freedom Church Carols. And so those five Invitational Sundays we've put in the diary um, to make specifically uh, an extra, as it were, uh, welcoming. Uh, and accessible uh, for non-Christians. So if you think, you know, if you've got a friend or family member and they've just haven't experienced church at all before, or you think they'd come in and, wow, what is this? Then these Sundays will probably be the best Sunday to invite them to. Because they won't be too different that if they come on a different Sunday, they go, what? This isn't what I experienced. But it might have just something extra or something different about it. So you may have seen already Mother's Day on the 31st of March. Uh, We're going to have a photo booth for family portraits that we can have. We're going to give away um, roses for women, uh, all the women that come. So that, you know, it might be just something extra, something different. There might be a secular song that we perform just so that those who don't know Jesus and haven't experienced church before can feel a little bit, maybe more comfortable uh, than they might normally. Uh, so those five invitation Sundays, is that exciting? Good. Well, we, we thought it was a great tool for those uh, five Sundays, and we can work towards those. We'll make invites uh, for you to use uh, to use these Sundays for, um, et cetera. So that um, is very exciting. However, I guess it still doesn't, um, you know, we've still got a problem <laughs> because if we invite loads of people to these Sundays, there's still not enough room. And, uh, and we want there to be room. And as Sim was saying earlier about the building, you know, when we have a building, we can invite more people. That's rubbish. We don't want that to be our story. We want it to be, no, even though we don't have a building. Yes, it's, it's the plan for the future, and we will get there eventually. But for now, we still need to be inviting people to come and see and to encounter God for themselves. And so... This is the moment uh, where I'm pleased and excited to announce that from the end of April this year, 2019, we'll be meeting twice on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so we'll be going from one service uh, on a Sunday to two. Now, we are really excited about this. <laughs> uh, we're excited because we know that we'll instantly solve this problem, that there will be room. There will be space for growth. There will be space for your friends, for those colleagues that don't know Jesus and are, are suffering. They're not receiving everything God has for them. Uh, and so there will be space. We, we believe as um, a leadership team, we uh, have created a plan that won't destroy you uh, as volunteers and as those serving on teams. We, we're, we're confident that we've done the research into how other churches have done it. Many churches do do it, so we're not alone. Uh, and we believe that we've come up with a plan to, to be able to do that well. Uh, and we've still got a couple of months, uh, so it'll be April, the end of April after Easter uh, when we do that. More details will follow about what that, that looks like exactly, um, but we believe that it's the right way to go, and God wants us to grow, and so we've got to do something about it. And, uh, and so what it will look like, just very briefly, uh, we'll have two services, one at half nine, and then we'll have coffee in the middle. Um, so that all together we can still be one community, which which is the one thing we love about Freedom Church, that we are united, and then the second service will be after that. It will add about an hour uh, onto serving teams. But more details will come, uh, we promise, and we will uh, explore this together as teams. The wider leadership are aware, uh, and as teams, as kids and youth, uh, are a priority for us uh, as well, and worship and and big team. Uh, But we will make it work. We will do anything we can to make it work because we believe this is the right way to go. Um, Good. Is that me done? (laughs) Thanks.
2: Amazing. Thank you so much, Hannah. Let's get the worship team up here. Surely we're going to bring things to an end. Can you just turn to the person next to you and say, that is probably the best Vision Sunday I've ever been to in 2019. Wonderful. Wonderful. As you can hear, we are excited by what's ahead, sometimes we can be a bit nervous by change. I think this is good. We're creating space, opportunity for people um, to do that and to meet God for themselves. I might mention this story to you before, but you know, when I was a child, I'm one of six children, and um, Christmas was a big deal because straight away you've got a crowd. There would be six of us plus my parents, eight of us. You know, Christmas was never quiet. Christmas was always busy, always noisy. And now they've all had kids. It's even busier and noisier. Um, but, but we would have our Christmas. And I, it was something I always looked forward to. It was family time together. I loved spending time with my family. And I loved the food we got to eat together. But my parents would always invite other people to come and join us on Christmas Day. People who had no family, people who were by themselves, people who lost a loved one that year. And they would invite people for uh, yeah, we we'll play some really sympathetic music at this point. That'd be lovely. We all have friends. Yeah, so exactly. We're there. for it, Dave. And, there's this, and, and they would invite these people. And you know, this is a terrible thing to say to you. But when they did that, I was really quite annoyed. This was my family. This was my space. This was my time. This was my portion of food. And you're inviting other people to come and to share and as a child I was immature I didn't fully understand what they were doing now as an adult I look back and I go wow they were they still are. they still do it now they're in their 80s well my dad's eight, 84 they still do it and I thought wow that's because they realise there's always room for more and I want this for us to church you can hand out those bookmarks we've printed up big team that'd be great I I want this for us as a church that as an immature church you know this is our family this is our home this is the stuff that we get to do I don't want anyone to come in and ruin it to wreck it to take away my space my friends my bits I enjoy I want us as a 40 year old 40 something church to actually say can we be grown up and go there's always room for more there's always room for more people and we are deliberately, intentionally, this year, creating more space by going to a double morning service. And for some of you that are like, really, how does that look? It looks like an opportunity for people to come who never could come before. And I want, to, I want us to get hold of that and go, could we as a church have a great response? Who else could we invite? Who else could participate? Who else? could encounter God for the first time? Which of our family and friends and neighbours and people we bump into could encounter God for themselves? Which of the people we can see that gather regularly and understand what it's like to be in community with other people on a regular basis? That they could grow in their faith and they could influence and make change to those around them. So we've got these invitational cards here. They just remind you of the dates that Hannah gave you, plus the values that we've been talking about this morning. You could take those with you. And in a moment, I want us to pray. Because this isn't about Freedom Church. This is about all the people that aren't in Freedom Church. This is about all the people that live in Romsey that don't even know that God exists. They think church is something that people do because it's nice to sing some songs on a Sunday. There are people who live all over our area in Southampton, in Andover, in the Wallops, in Bracefield, in Salisbury, in Wellow. In, we've got people here from Bournemouth this morning. People who all over who, who don't know God yet. And you could be the person that could introduce them like someone did for you at some point in the past. You could invite them to come and sit on these beautiful purple plastic seats. Or are they maroon? Whatever colour they might be. They could find Jesus for themselves if you were inviting them. And so I encourage you this year, don't pray about who do I invite. Just invite. I think sometimes we use that language as a bit of a stalling tactic. I'm just going to pray about it. No, just invite them. Knock on their door. Say hello. Would you come to church? I'd love to take you.
0: For more information about Freedom Church, please go to
3: www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.